The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Blame greater than you. No adverse situation or challenge bigger or greater than you. We just want to thank you for who you are to us and all you are in our lives. We thank you again for bringing us thus far in this month of May and this year 2021 as we approach the middle of the year. Father, again, we want to thank you for miracles. We thank you for your favor, your blessing, your help, your compassion, your peace, your joy, all your amazing benefits and blessings in our lives. We thank you, Lord, it will keep getting better and better, greater and greater, even as your word has declared unto us in the name of Jesus. We invite you to have your way in our midst in this service. Speak to our hearts again one more time. Touch us one and all. Let nobody return the same way they came. Let every ear that needs to be opened to your voice be opened in the name of Jesus. Let every eye that needs to be opened to light and direction receive sight in the name of Jesus. Let burdens be lifted and yokes destroyed in the lives of your people today. Touch us one and all we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, come on church, you can do better than that. Shout aloud, hallelujah. Praise God. Please welcome your neighbor to your left, to your right. Give them a Bluetooth high five. You can be seated. And for those of you streaming online from home or wherever you may be streaming from, you are welcome in this service. This is the second service. I want to just um, put it out there, everyone. Note that the second service now starts by 9.15. We used the last two Sundays to test it out, and I think it worked out quite well. So your service starts 9.15, not 9.30 going forward. And try to make um, adjustments where you need to. Hallelujah. We're going to continue like we're doing these days from where we left off in the first service. I want to keep encouraging you. Please always take time to listen to the message of the service you did not join. We're trying to do much with as little time as possible. Um, you all know there's going to be a third service after this one, the new service. So we are breaking down our own service into two. The goal is ultimately to accommodate more people into the church. Praise God. So always listen to the messages of the services you did not attend, including the midweek services. It will help you understand better what we are sharing and put it to better use in your life. And in the first service, one of the major things we touched on was the equation for miracles. We are starting a new series today themed Miracles Everywhere. That will be your testimony this season in Jesus' name. And we established this formula or this equation that God loves me, multiplied by God favors me, multiplied by God blesses me. And that equals miracles. The person that can walk in the consciousness and the reality of God's love towards him and walk in that love in their relationship with God and with other people and also walks in the consciousness of God's favor towards them. 
This month of May is our month of favor in King's Word. You ought to be swimming in divine favor. And we are talking a lot about how you can do that in the Wednesday midweek services. Of course, we will not be having the midweek service this week like Pastor Ida mentioned earlier. You ought to be swimming in favor. And if you do that, you will walk in the blessings of God. Hallelujah. And this is God's plan for you. Um, walking in his love, walking in his favor, walking in his blessings will produce one major thing for you. Miracles everywhere in your life. In every aspect of your life. We also said that you need miracles. In our world today that we are living in, the darkness is getting thicker and thicker. And the Bible prophesies that it's not going to get any better. It's going to get darker and darker in the world. The only way you can excel while you are in this world and live a joyful, happy, prosperous, fulfilled life is, number one, you living in the supernatural. You can't afford to live a natural life alone. The natural is decaying. And it's only going to get worse. But it's not just even enough to live supernaturally. We talk about that a lot in this church. You also have to walk in miracles and live in miracles. By miracles, I mean the divine intervention of God. God has to be able to step in in your finances. Step in in your marriage. Step in in your career. If things are going to happen um, in a beautiful and colorful way in your life. I want to quickly jump into the text we just read from Acts chapter 3 in this second service. That's one of the major miracle testimonies we see in scriptures. The healing of the man at the beautiful gate. Peter and John going to pray and they met that man. And you know the story about that man at the beautiful gate. Jesus walked past that temple. All the three and a half years of Jesus' ministry. Jesus preached in that temple. That man had Jesus preach was in Jesus' meeting, but for one reason or the other, he never got his healing. But that day was his day. Glory be to God. I want to declare to someone, today is your day. This week is your week. This month is your month. This season is your season. There is always a day for everybody. Praise God. Your own may not have happened yesterday, but it can happen today. Can I hear a loud Amen. Hallelujah. Five things I want you to pick from that story. And they are lessons of life. Number one, because of time. Prayer and the miraculous go hand in hand. You see that in the first verse. Prayer and the miraculous. If you are going to be the person that experiences miracles or walk in miracles, praise God. We ended the first service by talking about the fact that we shouldn't just live like people that want to receive miracles. You should do that on one hand. Receiving your miracles. Say with me, I'm receiving my miracles this season. But it's also important that you understand that you yourself are a miracle. Praise God. So in the first service, we looked at the story of the paralytic man that they brought to Jesus. And the guy got his miracle. Just like this man at the beautiful gate got his miracle. And that's beautiful. And that's available to every one of us. Every one of us of God's children. We can receive our miracles. Praise God. 
But look at what Peter and John demonstrated here. Not only as believers can we receive miracles, we can walk miracles. You've got to know that you're a miracle going somewhere to happen. You're a miracle. Your life. I love the concept on the artwork. That seed that is growing up. We're going to talk about that quite some in this series. Your life is a miracle. And that's what Peter and John demonstrated to them. So understand this simple truth. If you are going to be that person, say I will be that person, that receives miracles and walks in miracles, prayer and miraculous go hand in hand. Look at it in verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour to pray. Be prayerful. You must have had me preach that to you a thousand and one times in this church. Be prayerful. Be prayerful. Develop a solid and a strong prayer life for yourself. Prayer is basically communing with God. Most important part of prayer is hearing from God. So when I'm telling you be prayerful, be that person that talks to God to the degree where you can hear from God for your life, for your family, hallelujah, for your ministry, every one of us has a ministry, for your business, for your future. When you are not hearing from God, knowing what God wants to do, seeing what, it just shows that you are not a prayerful person. And you don't have to be condemned. You can be prayerful. Hallelujah. You can develop a solid and a strong prayer life. Prayer altar for your life. Three things in that text. Look at it. Number one, they said Peter and John went together to pray. You will not have a strong prayer life if you don't know how to pray with other people. Learn to get into prayer meetings. This church will pray every day. 9 a.m. in the, I mean 6 a.m. in the morning. Our pursuit prayers. Midday we pray with Dr. K. Is it 1 p.m. now? Time change, right? 9 p.m. again we pray. Get on that prayer platform. Pray. They went together to pray. Number two, the Bible told us they went at the hour of prayer. There was a designated time of prayer. It, they went for a particular prayer meeting. And they told us it was the ninth hour. There were several hours of prayer. The Jewish people have every three, three hours, I believe. They have times of prayer. So if you don't make the, um, early, the first session of the day, maybe that's like, I think it starts like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m., you can make the 6 a.m. session. You don't make 6 a.m., you can make the 9 a.m. session. That's the one Peter and John were going for. You don't make 9 a.m., you can make 12 a.m. I mean 12 p.m. You don't make 12 p.m., you can make, they pray around the clock. And that's how you're going to have a solid prayer life. You must have times of prayer, sessions of prayer, I'm praying with other people, praying personally, I'm praying corporately. They went to the temple together. And the result showed they walked in the power of God to the point where they could raise someone that Jesus could not heal or someone that could, not that Jesus could not heal him, someone that did not get healed under Jesus' ministry. To really understand the miracle in Acts chapter 3, that's, we read just the first 10 verses, you need to read the remaining of the chapter of Acts chapter 3 and also portions in Acts chapter 4 to understand what that miracle. That was just not an ordinary miracle. It was a statement miracle from God. 
And in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, listen to what they, they said about the apostles. Acts 4, 13. When the Sanhedrin called them and said, you should not preach in the name of Jesus. Don't preach resurrection in the name of Jesus. Don't tell people that Jesus was the one that healed this man. And the Bible said Peter spoke to them. And then in verse 13, when they saw the boldness of Peter, after Peter responded to their threats, they saw that Peter and John were bold. Watch this. They perceived that they were, watch, uneducated and untrained men. Ah, these guys didn't go to school. They are ordinary fishermen. However, they saw that they were bold. They were confident. And then the Bible said they marveled. This is not the ordinary um, fisherman I know. They marveled. And watch this. They realized that they had been with Jesus. That's what your prayer life will do for you. Now, they were physically with Jesus. And that's what these guys were referring to for those three and a half years that Jesus was on the face of the earth. You and I don't have that privilege. But in the place of prayer, we can be with Jesus. And it will show in our interactions with men. It will show in your marriage. It will show in your finances. It will show in your academics. They realize, oh, even though they had these shortcomings in the natural, uneducated, untrained men, but because they are prayerful, they had been with Jesus, they knew there was something different about them. And the miracle was evident in their life. Be prayerful. Those of you that don't join us in our times of prayer, under the sound of my voice today, may this be a season of repentance for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say it louder, amen. amen. Hold on to that word repentance. We are going to come back to it in this teaching. Second thing you want to see. Second secret or lesson you want to learn from this story is for you to develop faith in the name of Jesus. We are talking about experiencing miracles everywhere. Miracles in your finances, miracles in your health, miracles in your business, miracles in your ministry, miracles in every aspect of your life. Miracles in your city, in your nation, miracles globally develop faith. In the name of Jesus. We see that in verse 6. Hallelujah. We talked on this quite some in the first service. The key to miracles is faith. And believing. You, you've got to be a person of faith. Hallelujah. And you've got to be the person that demonstrates your faith. Demonstrate your faith. I won't have the time to go into that here. But look at verse 16 of Acts chapter 3. After the miracle happened, and everybody was looking at Peter and John, and looking at the man that was paralyzed, listen to what Peter told them in verse 16. And his name, referring to Jesus, and he now said it's through faith in his name has made this man strong. Faith in his name was what was responsible for that miracle. His name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, watch this. When we tell you to develop faith and to have faith, we are not telling you to go and struggle on your own. Listen to what Peter taught us here. Yes, the faith that comes through Jesus. And it comes in the place of fellowshipping with him. They notice that they are being with Jesus. When you spend time in the word of God, 
And you know Jesus is the word. And when you spend time in prayer and you develop a personal prayer life, something will happen to you. The faith that comes through Jesus will be translated into you. And you can walk in miracles. The faith that comes through Jesus has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. I prophesy over someone under the sound of my voice. This season shall be a season of perfect soundness for you in the name of Jesus. Perfect soundness in your health. Perfect soundness financially. Perfect soundness in your marriage. Perfect soundness in your home. Perfect soundness in your business. Perfect soundness everywhere. Through the faith that comes from Jesus. A faith gets translated to me in that place of fellowshipping with him. We are talking about living in, you need miracles though. And the miracles is possible through the faith that comes by Jesus. You develop it. You develop it. It comes to you. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. You don't struggle for it. You know what to do to get it and it comes. These are people that have spent time with Jesus. They are different. And they have the faith that comes from Jesus. And they are receiving miracles and walking miracles and experiencing perfect soundness. Do you know there are some of us on this earth that live that way? It's as if we don't have problems. I'm putting myself there. Is somebody joining me there? Why? Perfect soundness. Our marriage, perfect soundness. By God's grace, we'll be celebrating 20 years of marriage this year, later in the year. Perfect soundness. We've not had our first fight. Abby? <laughs> I mean, and I'll tell you the truth. It's getting sweeter and sweeter. Perfect soundness. And there is no way that can happen. In these days, the marriages are breaking left, right, and center. From people that have money and people that don't have money. I won't say more than that. It's the miracles of God. It's not that we are perfect, though. Even if Pastor Inda looks perfect, at least me, I know I'm not perfect. It's not that we are perfect. But there's a faith. And what faith does for you, it allows you to receive to receive the favor that the love of God is pouring into your life and the blessings that are coming accompanied without favor. Develop faith. And he said faith in the name. Hallelujah. I love something Peter did there. Look at what Peter said, verse 6. Some, something powerful Peter did there. Faith, so there is the place of faith generally. And that was needed to walk in miracles and to receive miracles. Let me hear somebody shout, I receive miracles. But I also walk in miracles. I'm a walking, talking, breathing, living miracle. My life is a sign and a wonder. I experience preferential treatment. What God does not do for other people, God does for me. That's what the favor of God means. And everybody can enjoy that. Hallelujah. Watch what Peter did here, verse 6. Look at it very carefully, Acts chapter 3. Then Peter said to him, 
The Bible said the guy was looking for money. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but I have something. Let me hear somebody shout, I have something. What I do have, I give to you, and I can give it to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, watch what Peter is doing here. Again, I, I talked on this briefly in the first service. It's one of the most powerful ways the Bible teaches us. It's called juxtapositioning. You are comparing one thing with another thing and showing the preference of one over the other. Peter is comparing money on one side with faith, and not just faith generally, faith in the name of Jesus. And he's teaching us that the same way you know how to use money and give money and spend money, which you developed. How many of you have young children and I don't know anything about money yet? Eh? Hello? But as they are growing older, they are developing faith in what money is. And one day they too will know how to use money to buy coke. And use money to buy school, uh, to pay for school fees. And use money to pay rent. How many parents know what I'm talking about here? You know you didn't come with it from heaven. How did you get it? You did what? You developed it. But what the juxtaposition in here? The same way you know how to use money to give and to... You can use faith in the name to do things. Particular things that money cannot do. Like keep your marriage together for 20 years. If the only thing you know how to get in your life are things you can pay with money, natural, in this dark world that is going to get darker and darker, sir, I'm telling you, you're going to end up in trouble one day. Because one day you will hit something that money cannot handle. Now, this is not to say you should not have money. Know how to use money. The things money can handle, use money for them. But a time will come you will be faced with things that money cannot buy. And if you've made the mistake of not developing faith in the name, look at what he said there, faith in the name. And look at verse 7, he demonstrated the faith. Very, very powerful thing we are teaching this morning. The main message for today is, you want to see miracles, live by faith. He grabbed the man. I mean, what... His faith in the name had come to a level where this wasn't his plan. He was going for a prayer meeting. Praise God. And the man now got his attention. And when he told him, he got, and he pulled him up. You see, Peter did not heal that man. But Peter demonstrated faith in the name. And that responded in the man's miracle. But you see, you develop that faith. Praise God. Verse 7, he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So I tell somebody this morning, develop faith in using the name like you would with money. How many of you have faith in using money here? Raise your hand. Be honest with yourself. Hello? How many of you used money last week? And you know how to use money well? If I give you one million naira, we don't know what to do with it. If I give you the name of Jesus, do you know what to do with it? And you have been given the name. You have been given the name. I ask you another question. What are you lifting with your faith? Peter lifted the man. In your personal life, 
What are you lifting with your faith in the name of Jesus? I'm, I'm teaching you how to experience miracles. Perhaps the reason why you may not have seen the miracles you want is you are not lifting anything with your faith. Oh, I don't have the money to pay my rent. Okay, do you have faith in the name? Are you trying to use your faith in the name to lift that challenge in your life? Beyond your personal life, what about other things? I called some people that are mentoring, doing some mentoring with them in church. There's a certain level of finances we want for church. Lifting with, with our faith. Not personal life. Oh. You see, if you are this kind of guy that is walking around being a miracle for others to enjoy, you can be sure your own issues will be catered for. You lift it with your faith. It's not about the money you have. Develop faith in the name. Number three powerful lesson from this text, you need to settle it once and for all, in case you have not done it. Understand that the name of Jesus is miraculous. You've probably heard that before, but are you walking in the consciousness of it? If they told me, after God gave me this message this week, that Pastor T, the records of heaven, they have it that you mentioned the name of Jesus over a thousand times. I won't be surprised. I mean, I've learned to live like that over the years. When the Spirit of God started putting this message in my heart for this Sunday, I started calling the name of Jesus. Just, just calling that name alone. The, the name is miraculous. By the way, this is one way to build faith in the name. Just be calling the name Jesus. 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 Knowing how to put that name in your mouth and speak that name, pray in that name, declare things in that name, exercise authority in that name. We are talking about miracles everywhere. The name of Jesus is miraculous. Praise God. Acts 4 from verse 10. Put it up on the board for me. Acts 4 and 10. Watch what Peter taught here. Glory be to God. After he told them it was faith in the name that did this miracle. Let it be known to you all, in case you've not known yet. And to all the people of Israel, in case you are not in the service, get the tape. And I will add to all the people in the whole world. That by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. By him, this man stands here before you hold. This miracle, it happened by the name. His point here is that the name is miraculous. Verse 11, this is the stone which was rejected by the builders. See, some people reject the name, people that are not Christians. The sad part is Christian people don't use the name as well. You are like the people that are rejecting the name. I want to encourage you this week, call that name like never before in your life. You don't need to add anything else to it. Now, if the Holy Ghost impresses upon your heart to add something else to it, that's okay. But just going about, I'm telling you, if they tell me, because I, once, as this revelation started coming, I, I just, and, and I've lived like this, so it's not that I don't live like this. But because as I was preparing the sermon, it's good to be a pastor. <laughs> It's a very good life. Let me stretch that a bit. It's good to serve other people. 
Because in the place of serving, God will give you things to bless people. And if you are smart, you know how to use it for yourself. Particularly the last 48 hours. And I'm just whispering it. I'm driving, Jesus, Jesus. I'm lying on my bed to sleep, Jesus. And I mean, I stay feeling better, feeling lighter. Revelations there coming to my mind. Confidence there building up. The name is miraculous. Don't reject the name. Put verse 11 up for us. Don't reject the name. Because the name that they have rejected, people that are not saved, it is the name that has become the chief cornerstone. This is what we predicate everything on. This is the foundation that everything depends on. And he now said in verse 12, watch why you should not reject the name. There is no other name. No, it's salvation in any other name. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Our miracles proceed from the use of this name. And we'll do ourselves a lot of good to develop faith in the name. I guarantee you, my friends, if you will speak this name, between now and next Sunday, give yourself that challenge. Because I'm telling you, I'm, I'm walking in it. Just be calling that name Jesus. Not as an exclamation mark. Not that you're a mole wants to eat you. Okay, there's no mole in Lagos anymore. And I say Jesus, that's not what I'm talking about. Not comedy skits, Jesus. Jesus. You know how they're doing those comedy skits? No, that's not what I'm talking about. From a place of faith. From a place of understanding that the name is miraculous. Remember Philippians chapter 2 from verse 9. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every other name. Above every other name. Nobody greater. No name greater. No mountain greater. No problem greater. No issue in your life greater. The name is above. Every other name. And that at the name of Jesus, when you speak it, every knee will bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, of those under the hell. That name commands power and authority on three dimensions. Heaven, earth, and hell. Oh, praise God. And that every tongue, somebody say my own is included there. What should every tongue do? Talk to me. What have you been doing with your own tongue? Hallelujah. What have you been doing where using the name is concerned? Every tongue should confess. Not just confess once. Because some people think it's only at the point of salvation when you get born again. That is true. But salvation is not just a one-time experience. It's a lifetime experience. You should be speaking that name. Hallelujah. Why? The name is miraculous. Put the name of Jesus in your mouth. Please look at the neighbor next to you and say that to them. Let me preach it to them. If you can preach it in pigeon, preach it to them in pigeon. Put the name. If you've done it before, put it in, in your mouth again. Hallelujah. Believe in that name. Speak that name. Call on that name. Declare that name. Romans 10, 13. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Praise God. Let's move because of time. This is the core 
of this healing. It wasn't just an ordinary healing. Please catch this. It wasn't just an ordinary miracle. It is a statement miracle. Fourth thing you must take from this lesson is we are living in times and seasons of refreshing and restoration. Notice that man had no faith for healing. Praise God. But he received his miracle. He was looking for money. But God gave him much more than money. God was making a statement in the heavenlies in Jerusalem at that place, that beautiful gate. And for the rest of eternity, a new era has come unto humanity. It's a time of refreshing and restoration. This is how Peter explained it. Chapter 3 and verse 12. Oh, hallelujah. When Peter saw that everybody had seen the miracle, when Peter saw it, he responded to the people. Please watch this very carefully. Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? The Bible told us they were, they were surprised, they were marveled. Or look so intently at us as though by our power or our godliness we made this man walk. This didn't happen because of us. It didn't happen because we have faith. Now, that does not mean you should not develop faith. I've already told you to develop faith. It happened for what reason? Look at chapter 4, verse 19. This is why it happened. And this is why miracles will happen for you. Because that season is still ongoing. It started 2,000 years ago. It will be here until Jesus comes back. Look at chapter 4, verse 19. Why did that miracle happen? Repent therefore and be converted. I'm still going to come back to that in a moment. That your sins may be blotted out. See, that repentance, it was, it was just saying get born again. So that, this is why it happened. Times of refreshing may come. Times of, when, when you get born again, and Peter, God did that miracle so that times of refreshing are here. And he now said this, in the presence of the Lord. Back to prayer and spending time in the Word. If you will be that person that is spending time with God, spending time in God's presence, you will experience this thing. The Holy Ghost has opened this era. Jesus has opened this era. Times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Verse 20. And that he may send Jesus Christ, which God has done, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. In other words, Peter said this thing happened not because of our faith, not because of our godliness, but that for those that will receive Jesus, the times of refreshing and the times of restoration are now available to them. That's what the favor of God accomplishes in our lives. Remember one of our prophetic words this year is our year of what? Refreshing. Every child of God can be refreshed. All this COVID-19 heat and economic pressure and sickness and death and fear and confusion and turmoil and war ravaging the entire world, you can have refreshing by favor. Hallelujah. And then restoration. Can I give you another piece of advice this morning? 
everything and anything you've lost as a result of COVID. I'm telling you, I'm doing this thing. No, write it down. Every month, my businesses and income sources that were affected because of COVID, I calculate the money I would have had based on the projection I had before COVID. And I'm believing God for restoration. Well, I know. That's the cloud over my life. He said, heavens will receive Jesus until the times of restoration are fulfilled. And God did this miracle for a man that had no faith for miracle. That's the explanation. Hallelujah. Say with me, the favor of God. I can't hear you. The favor of God is accomplishing the following things in my life. Refreshing and restoration. Say it again. Refreshing and restoration. And by faith, I receive it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You are closer to a miracle than you can ever imagine. Hallelujah. Somebody understand my sound of my voice. In your workplace, you are closer to a miracle than you can ever imagine. Somebody concerning your health, you are closer to a miracle than you can ever imagine. Why? Times of refreshing and times of restoration from the Lord are here. To walk about. I am loved by God. I am favored by God. And I am blessed by God. If somebody that didn't apply faith can enjoy a miracle, how much more you? If somebody that had not yet repented, Peter told them repent and be converted, how much more you? Hallelujah. Look at what he told them in verse 25. Let me quickly close. I love what he said there. After he said that, he now told them what I'm just saying now. He said, you are sons of the prophets. Those Israelites that were there, you are the sons of the prophets. Acts 3.25, sorry. Acts 3.25. And you are sons of the covenant, the covenant of God, which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To you first. He's explaining why this miracle happened. Why that man got his healing. Somebody that didn't get healed under the ministry of Jesus, all of a sudden by accident as it were, he now received an amazing miracle. Why? Times of refreshing, times of restoration are here. And he's not telling them that you people are the sons of Abraham. You are the sons of the covenant. So that in you first, God having raised the servant Jesus, sent him to bless you. Hallelujah. In turning every one of you away from your iniquities. Live and walk under this equation for miracles. I am loved by God. God loves me. God favors me. And God blesses me. That is the season we are in. It's not saying that you will not have challenges. Don't let your challenges disturb you. In fact, the more you see challenges, the more you should double down on this confession. It's for you. Praise God. Lastly, I will close with this this morning, the fifth one. You are not helpless. Or you are no longer helpless. You are not helpless. 
It doesn't matter what you are going through. You are not helpless. It doesn't matter the disappointments you have seen in life. You are not, or at least you are no longer helpless. Acts 4. Let's read from verse 7. Verse 7, Acts 4 and 7. And when they had set them in the midst, the, the, the Sanhedrin called them. Come and explain how this miracle happened. Watch the question they asked them. They asked, by what power? Even these unbelieving Pharisees understood this thing. What power and by what name have you done this? That's a very, very interesting question. They knew that, first of all, this was a function of the power of God. And they knew that for the power of God to have been released, a name must have been behind it. Praise God. Are you getting that? So what does that tell you? If you will keep declaring the name, believing the name, confessing the name, you will see power. Hallelujah. Please go back to that verse. Let them see it, please. Verse 7. What power or by what name have you done this miracle? The name is miraculous. There's miraculous power in the name. Hallelujah. Because of time, quickly jump to verse 10. No, verse 9 is really where I'm going. So Peter now told them, if we this day are judged for the good deed done to this helpless man, that was his condition. Hallelujah. That was his condition. And the same thing for you. That was your condition before you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you are born again, if you have repented of your sins and accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are no longer helpless. The Bible told us this man, he was born into this condition. It doesn't matter whether what is ravaging your body is a genetic condition. You are no longer helpless. Acts chapter 3 verse 2. Put it up. That's how he was born. It doesn't matter whether it's a genetic condition. Hallelujah. They, they said they laid him at the, the gate of the temple to beg. It doesn't matter whether you have been begging up until now. You are no longer helpless. Times of refreshing have come. Times of refreshing, restoration have come. There is favor over your life. God loves you. God blesses you. You can experience miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The lady gate daily, it doesn't matter whether the problem has been ravaging your body daily. For the Bible told us that he was like this. He was now 40 years old. Acts 4.22. It doesn't matter how long the condition has been. You are no longer helpless. Oh, glory be to God. Your story can change. And I declare over you today, this isn't your story will change. If you believe that, rise on your feet and lift your hands to God. Your story will change. Someone open your mouth and declare, I'm no longer helpless. If God be for me, hallelujah. If God is on my side, if I'm living under the favor of God, if times of refreshing have come unto me, anyone that believes that this morning, leave those hands and begin to bless God. If it, I'm living under a cloud of restoration, a season of restoration, I am no longer helpless. Come on, begin to bless God. Those problems and challenges and issues in your life, they are your opportunities to see the miracles of God in your life. This 40-year condition, 
that this man was born into, that he had suffered with daily. It was his opportunity. Hallelujah. We talked about that during the midweek service. Your problems are opportunities in disguise. Opportunities to see the favor of God. Opportunities to see the miracles of God in your life. Come and begin to bless God this morning. I'm no longer helpless. I'm no longer helpless. I have help. I have favor. I have the blessing of God in my life. I believe it. Praise God. I believe it. Oh, Shandobo Satayalaba. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, somebody's miracle is happening even right now. Jesus, Jesus. Put up Isaiah 60, verses 1 to 3 for us. So, what am I to do, Pastor? Arise! Arise! That's what he had to do. Peter grabbed the man and pulled him up. Arise! Hallelujah. Your light has come. He said, Arise, shine. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Quickly look at verse 2. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. What we are talking about. All the problems in the nation. All the problems in the world. Even your own personal problems. Darkness shall cover the earth. Deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise upon you. Hallelujah. He will arise over you. Glory be to God. And His glory will be seen. upon my life open your mouth and begin to pray from that text this morning I arise I shine I'm not helpless <laughs> oh Shanda Bosat God loves me God loves me <laughs> God favors me that I've been in this condition for 40 years does not change the fact that God loves me that I've been in this situation daily laying me at the beautiful gate daily that it didn't happen last week or last yesterday, it doesn't matter. Shown tapasa. Psalm 34, verse 5. They look to him. Somebody fix your eyes on Jesus this morning. They became radiant. When you look to him, light comes, and they were not ashamed. Their faces were not ashamed. Oh, Yakanda Yalabasa. They look to him. Can somebody fix their eyes on Jesus? Take your eyes off the problem. You are no longer helpless. You are no longer hopeless. You are not alone. Times of refreshing, times of restoration have come upon you this season. It is your time to experience miracles everywhere. You need to arise. Oh, somebody under the sound of my voice, you need to arise. Lift your eyes. Focus on Jesus. Oh, shataka yalabababababa. I'm no longer helpless. <laughs> and I have help from the greatest of all. Look at this verse as I close. <laughs> Listen to me. This is what you need to do this week. Acts 3 and verse 5. Peter looked at him. And the Bible told us the man did something. He gave Peter attention. Expecting to receive something from them. That's how you should live this week. Give Jesus attention. Call that name. Expecting to receive a miracle from him. Is somebody expectant? 
In fact, you don't even have to wait this week. Start from this service. Can you lift your eyes to Jesus and expect to receive a miracle? Expect to receive a miracle. Expect to receive a miracle. Come on, do that for 10 more seconds or 15 more seconds. Expecting. They looked to him and they became radiant. And their faces were no longer ashamed. They looked to him. Give attention to Jesus. You are no longer helpless. We give you praise, Father. Thank you for miracles in every aspect of our lives. Healing in our bodies. Prosperity in every aspect of our lives. You are hope and you are help. To you and you alone be all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Can somebody give the Lord a loud shout? The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.